Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 56. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my guest, Chris Scott. Chris, uh, I'm glad to have you here. We've we've known each other now for a Oh wow! Like gotta be like a good four or five years. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a while. Flies. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, so Chris is the co-founder of the in-person sales tool Swift Galleries. We're gonna be talking about in-person sales in this episode. You'll hear a lot about what Swift Galleries can do for you in that. Um. Chris is also the creator of the Twenty-One Days to Your First In-Person Sale. And he is a leading expert in in-person sales for professional photographers. I've uh, been a big fan of what Chris and his wife have been creating over the years. Um, I actually still have their iPad app on my iPad. Oh, uh, wow. I, yeah, I still, ha- I still have it. And I still utilize it. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> it was, uh, the app was called Preveal. It's no longer available because now they have Swift galleries. So... Um, Chris, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. And um, yeah, just just welcome. Yeah, hey, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I am uh, honored to be here. Honestly, it's it's always fun getting to talk to you. It's always fun getting to talk about this stuff. So it's double fun today. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so <laughs> before we dive into what's going on with you and Swift Galleries and everything, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some for WordPress photography, photography related news. Um, I only have one WordPress specific news, and then the other is just something I want to share for myself. The first is uh, Jetpack. If you're using Jetpack on your photography website, they now have a module for lazy loading. Now, I use WP Rocket Cache to do my lazy loading, and NextGen Pro has lazy loading for its galleries. So I don't, I don't personally need it. But if you're using Jetpack and you don't have something to do lazy loading, implement the one that Jetpack gives you because now you can speed up your website just a little bit more by using its lazy loading module. So that is a great feature and I'll link to that uh, announcement in the show notes. The other is uh, I just recorded a video and published on YouTube on the moment lenses. If you are starting to get into creating video greetings for your leads, for your clients, check out moment lenses because if you don't have a camera that does video, then use your phone. And Moment Lenses gives you an opportunity. Their super wide lens um, is is quite beautiful. It's actually a really good quality lens. And it gives you a nice wide view for your phone, which is usually more narrow. So definitely check nice. that out. I'm jotting that down myself over here. <laughs> Um, and if you're ever if you're interested in getting into vlogging, it also is nice because now you don't have to like guess if you're in the frame. You can right. you know you're in the frame because it's very wide lens. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's cool. All right. So what's going on with you, Chris? What's what's uh, new with uh, with uh, Swift Galleries and just in general? Yeah. Well, uh, building an office out back. Uh, so I'll be out of the bedroom finally here pretty soon. So that's fun. Uh, I've been calling it my world shed quarters um, or when I'm feeling saucy, the, uh, the shed room of pain, which is a 50 shades of gray reference. My wife doesn't think it's funny at all. I've been like, 
it's my shed roof of pain from 50 sheds of gray. She's like, you're not funny. You're not funny. But, uh, so that's, we've been working on that lately. Um, otherwise just from a business standpoint, we're launching a new virtual in-person sales course, which is why I'm kind of doing the rounds talking about virtual in-person sales right now. Um, uh, we're doing that. Hopefully today that thing will be launching. So, uh, and then, and then just, you know, kind of plugging away at some housekeeping stuff for Swift galleries right now, before we dive into a bunch of, um, big, uh, in-person sales related updates, uh, throughout the course of this year. So can you, uh, always, can you give always a, doing stuff. Can you give a teaser about one of the in-person sales features or whatever yeah. you're working on for Swift? Yeah. So some of the stuff um, is kind of cleaning up. So Swift Gallery started really as, as primarily as a wall art design tool. And while it still has that in there and it's still uh, a major part of what it is that we do at Swift Galleries, over the years, we've kind of um, added on a bunch of in-person sales uh, specific features and functionality. So we're kind of going back and um, spending at least the, the front half of this year looking at, okay, how can we refine what we have now that we, we've we kind of refined our purpose as like, okay, this thing isn't just a designer anymore. It's a full-fledged in-person sales tool. What do we need to do now in hindsight to make this a little bit more uh, streamlined? So like right now, if you're in our in-person sales um workflow, you'll notice that you have to go through wall art first before you can start selling other things. So as you're selling stuff in your sales meeting, it'll be like, okay, jump into the wall art designer first. And then from there, you can start selling other stuff. And we want to, we want to remove that kind of wall just in case uh, you don't want to sell wall art or your client doesn't even want it, then you don't have to go through that at all. So kind of, um, uh, one of the, and again, it's just mostly just kind of cleanup, but, you know, kind of making all of the products, um, the same level of importance, uh, so that you can skip between different types of products and modules and whatnot. So, um, that's kind of short term right now, but as we head into, um, as we, as we head into the second half of the year, then we'll be looking at a lot more, um, just specifically like newer functionality, really uh, doubling down on this being the go-to in-person sales tool from this point forward. So oh, nice. we feel like um, we feel like there are a lot of designers out there. There are a lot of um, companies who are now doing basically what we what we were doing with Preveal, which is like, we're going to build this wallet designer, but they're just kind of throwing carts onto them and then calling themselves a sales tool. So we want to really double down and say, hey, you know what? No, this is actually built from the ground up to be a sales tool. So that's really where we're headed this year. It's exciting because I, I feel like... Um, I feel like there's kind of this groundswell in the industry that's been going on for a couple of years, but it's finally, I think, really catching on uh, for kind of the pendulum swing back from online sales um, right. or, or shoot and burn, I really should say. Uh, you know, we had this like, oh, convenience is worth more than than service uh, when it came to shoot and burn. And now it's kind of the pendulum's kind of swinging back and people are saying, hey, you know what? I can actually stand out now by not being a shoot and burn. I can actually make more money uh, or, or get even more clients by just doing something different. And that something right. different now is offering products, which who knew, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I offer actual products. So now I stand out in my market. It's kind of yeah. awesome. So yeah. there's, there's actually something tangible instead of it just being a bunch of digital files. Yep. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so can you define uh, in simplest terms, what is in-person sales? Oh man, that's a great question. Okay, so let's, took, let's take kind of 
two looks at it. We'll come at it from one direction and then we'll come at it from my direction. All right. So the general industry sees in-person sales as this process that you put your client through so that you can sell more stuff to them. Right. And that's true to a certain extent. Um, but my take on it is it's a process that allows you to serve your client better which then also ends up in higher sales. So, I mean, I'm guessing we'll probably break that down a lot here over the course of this, this interview, but um, in-person sales, I think should really be seen as a service process. In fact, there's a little, like we've been toying with the idea of just saying, we don't, when we teach IPS, we're not teaching in-person sales. We're teaching incredibly personal service uh, because that's what it is to us. It's a, a process where I can truly customize the entire experience around each individual client and they feel better, they get what they want, we make more money and they rave about us in the end. And I think that that's really what in-person sales is. It's, a, it's an opportunity to, um, to serve your client better, uh, especially in light of what we were just talking about, especially of light of an industry that values convenience over service yeah. or calls convenience service. Uh, you know, this idea of, um, I'm trying to decide if I want to say these things out loud. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So no, well, let's, let's, let's go there. Uh, you know, this idea of shoot and share and how we're serving our clients by sharing. And that's not really mm -hmm. serving your client. That's saying, um, that's saying that you value, their convenience over actually helping them figure out what to do with all of these images you created, you created for them. And, you know, when we say, uh, Hey, I've shared my stuff with you. Like that's not giving, that's not loving. That's not caring. That's, that's kind of half-ass service. Um, so instead saying, um, they're not like a sponsor or anything of this podcast, right? <laughs> I, I hope not. Because we could go back and re-record all of that and I'll be like, they're amazing. We love them. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think um, service is service. Caring about your client, caring about your customer, helping them get what they actually want and in turn standing out because you do that. I think that's what that's it, to me what's at the heart of in-person sales. So the interesting thing is um, that, you know, you're sort of, Although it's called in-person sales, you're actually um, you're not always talking about actually being in person, right? You're you're the in-person sales is the incredibly personal service, right? It's right. it's going above and beyond, and really you are meeting with the person. You're actually talking with the person, but it may not be in person, right? That's where this whole idea of virtual in-person sales comes in. So yep. so let's talk a little bit about um the differences between in-person sales as the industry knows it and yep. virtual in-person sales yeah so uh virtual in-person sales is something we've we've just recently been talking about um in in earnest um it's something that we did when we were shooting full-time um just full disclosure we don't shoot full-time anymore we run three different businesses so that's what we do full-time now <laughs> but um but we spend all of our days digging into the process of selling your work. So um, what we've been really um, talking about lately, though, is this idea of, you know, I mean, dude, we live in a brand new world at this point, uh, a brave new world, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just this, where are you like New York, New Jersey? 
Jersey, yeah, yeah. Jersey. I'm in Colorado Springs. We're having a real-time conversation. This being recorded on video and audio and like could go out to the world here in just a minute, right? Um, so we want to take these types of technology and really make this idea of in-person sales much more convenient for people. So, you know, I just talked about convenience, the trade-off of convenience versus service. And I think that there is a way to still marry these two, to be able to sell online uh, or to be able to sell with an in-person process with all of the benefits of selling online, all of the convenience. So, so how, how do we do that? And really, what we've been looking at is, I mean, it's simple stuff. You know, this is, this is not rocket science. It's, it's a uh, figure out a way to share your screen in real time and to be able to talk and see your client while also going through what you would do in what we're calling a traditional in-person sales. So that's the way we just, dis we distinguish between them. Traditional in-person sales versus, versus virtual in-person sales. And there are different flavors. Um, so like as, as a part of the course, like basically the course that I'm putting together uh, that will hopefully be done today, uh, <laughs> knock on wood, um, uh, it really walks you through like just setting up the tech because I think that's the stuff that scares people. You know, you get and let's get we'll get back to the stuff that scares people in a minute. But setting up the tech, it walks you through, OK, we're going to set up this tool. We're going to set up this tool. And now here's how you go through the, the sales meeting um, and our course is really, it's uh, it's called one hour to virtual in-person sales. It's the entire thing will take you less than an hour. We recorded the last video last night and it brought us in at just under an hour. Um, <laughs> nice. And, uh, and you know, the idea there was if you're interested in something like in, in uh, virtual in-person sales, you're most likely um, pressed for time. You're most likely saying, you know, I would love to do traditional in-person sales, but I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the space, you know, these things. So our, our thought was, Hey, you know what, let's teach this, but let's teach this in a way that they can get through it really quickly. And, uh, but one of the, uh, one of the bonus videos in there is from one of our Swift galleries users who does a true virtual in-person sale in that it's not real time. She pre-records some generic videos and uh, includes basically she just sends them an email that includes links. And this is, you know, go in this order, start with this link and it walks them through one part and they get a video of her like, hey, how are you? So excited for you to see your images. Click on the link below and you'll this. So she's like literally, in fact, the first time she told me about it, she sent me a, a text message and was like, hey, um, just so you know, I was out trick or treating with my kids last night and I came home to a twelve hundred dollar sale. Wow. Uh, like that just happened on its own. And so she's finding that she's getting great sales, not as good as a traditional in-person sales process, but great sales at far less time. You know, and, and I think and that's even, really where the key is. Sorry, go ahead. Even even that that small of a of an of an IPS sale, because it's virtual IPS, yeah. uh, is still a lot more than what most photographers are making per client because they're not selling. Yes. They're, they're yeah. Exactly. Given the digitals. Yeah, exactly. And you know, this idea that like, um, I, I think, and we've talked about this, she was a, she was a market researcher in her past life before she was a photographer. She, like literally that's what she did was market research. So, um, she's a, she's in, she's an analyst at heart and she has really poured over her numbers and she's already said she thinks she's making about 70% of what she was making when she was doing traditional in-person sales, but she's spending about 20% of the time that she was spending when she was doing traditional. So in the end, she's actually making more profit 
because right. she's not having to do that as much work. So I yeah. think that, um, you know, that's where, that's where it just comes into what's the trade-off worth to you. Is it worth having more time? You know I mean? Like she's now I get texts from her every now and then that's like, Hey, it was out, uh, doing a, a trampoline. What was the last one? It was a, a trampoline exercise class with my girlfriends and came home to a $1,500 sale, you know? And I'm like, that's awesome. She was like, I was literally jumping on a trampoline like a child <laughs> yeah. while this was selling. For yeah. Me. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So it's a, uh, I think it's really compelling. So that's not the way that we teach it. We still teach it as a, um, as a more, uh, a, a little bit closer to traditional where you're just doing it virtually. You're just doing it over the interwebs. But, uh, but otherwise, um, you know, she's kind of taken that. And I think that the reason that it works for her is because she did traditional in-person sales for so long. She knows the things that she needs to say. She knows the expectations that need to be set. Um, and she knows exactly what order things need to go in. So I would encourage you if you're thinking about doing something like that, because that's compelling. Like, wait, so I can just pre-record some videos and right. send some links and then I just make money. Like, okay, yeah, that's pretty freaking compelling, right? Um, so I would encourage you though, if you're looking and you're thinking, Hey, you know what? I don't, I don't, I haven't really done this, but that sounds awesome. Uh, do some more traditional, whether it's virtual, um, but in real time or an actual traditional in-person sale, do that for maybe even a full season first. So you can really get a feel for the flow of the in-person sales process, um, before you try to start automating things. Uh, cause I think that you'll see much better results if you, really are familiar with the whole process before you try to start automating it. So, yeah, that's, that's great advice. Um, you know, so, so for the people who are interested in, in getting started with virtual in-person sales after step zero, which is take, take this new course that you're hopefully <laughs> launching, uh, like today, <laughs> um, then what is step one, you know, after you take your course, what's step one in actually pursuing yeah, uh, yeah. person sales. So I think it depends on where you're coming from. If you're already doing in-person sales, then uh, you know, and, and I'll I'll be honest, like like I said, the the course it walks you through setting stuff up. If you're comfortable with that kind of thing, don't take my course. Like go and just do it. Just put something out there um and, and just start working. Uh I, I don't want I I know I I actually feel a little bit weird because I've been talking so much about this course and <laughs> um Seriously, like if don't worry about taking it. If you want to do this stuff, just do it. This is just yeah. a way to make it easier for you if you're if you're hesitant, right? So, uh, with all of that said, um, it's funny. I teach sales, but I'm I'm a terrible salesperson. Apparently, <laughs> I'm like, don't buy it, guys. Um, yeah. But what I what I I think what I want you to do um, again, it, it depends on where you're coming from. If you are a shoot and burner and you are thinking about switching to in-person sales or to virtual in-person sales, then I would encourage you to um, really research the front end in-person sales process. Everyone talks about the uh, the in-person sales meeting as like the holy grail. It's like, oh, um, you know, when I, I want to do in-person sales, so I need to know exactly what to do in my meeting. And of course that's helpful, but that's not really going to get you what you want. Uh, the real work is done well before the meeting. It's actually done in everything that happens up to and into the meeting. The meeting is really just the tip of the iceberg. Um, 
I actually just told this story yesterday in an interview, but I'll tell it again because I didn't do it here. But uh, when we when we had our son, um, he's our, our second kid. He's two and a half now. But when we had him, I, I don't know why I remember this so distinctly, but um, our first meal out with him was at um, uh, Chipotle. And uh, I'm a huge Chipotle fan. I'm definitely getting the guac. Like, I don't care that it costs extra. Just put the guac on there. Uh, and we're standing in line and I got my kid like this brand new tiny little ball and I'm, you know, holding him and I'm doing this and the kid in front of me, um, I'm 37, 38 next month. So basically anybody under 30 is now a kid to me apparently. So the kid in front of me, uh, was actually like a high school age kid. So I can call him a kid. Um, had this t-shirt on from his, his like local high school football team. And you know, like they always have like cheesy little quotes on the back. Uh, and I'm that guy who will like read your shirt or I'll like creep up on your bumper to read your bumper sticker. Like I'm that guy who's behind you creeping right up on you. Cause I'm like, what does that bumper sticker say? So he's got this quote on the back of his shirt that says championships are won when the stands are empty. And I was like, Oh, that's super cheesy. Wait a minute. That's in-person sales right there. Like, hold on. This is a teachable moment. Uh, and it is. It's this idea that like, okay, everyone thinks that, you know, the Super Bowl is like, oh, that's the game. Look, they played so well. No, they practiced their asses off leading up yep. to that game. And, uh, and you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's the same exact thing with in-person sales. Everyone thinks, oh, uh, when you see these people in these, in these Facebook groups who say things like, um, oh, I got a $5,000 sale last night. It was like, oh, tell me how you did your sales you know, like, tell me about your sales meeting. How did you sell that? And you're like, no, that's not where the selling happened. The selling happened by setting the expectation first on the website before they ever even hired you. You set an expectation that this is what people come to you for. And then they come over to the planning meeting where you really dig in and you start saying, hey, tell me about what it is that you want. Tell me about you. Tell me about the spaces. Tell me about all this, all this stuff. And we can dig into this if you want to, but you really set and reinforce these expectations there in the planning meeting. And then you move on to the session where you reinforce the stuff that you talked about the planning meeting. You start building excitement for those things that you discussed in the planning meeting. And then that leads into a sales meeting that is not sales anymore. It's really just, Hey, remember all that stuff you told me that you wanted here it is. Now, what else do you want? That's what they did to get those huge sales. They did the work. They did the work, you know? So sorry, I get on soapboxes about no, this stuff. I'm, this is, this is great. This. You know, as 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 you know, I'm um, going to be diving into the whole IPS or VIPS. I'm not sure which yet. Yep. Um, very soon, we're going to be chatting about this later this week. But yeah, um, Friday or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Thursday. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, I'm glad that you're going so so deep into all this and you're so passionate about it because you know I it's something that that I'm going to need for myself. So yeah. Um, so. You just gave some some really good advice, which is actually what was my next question was uh, if, if you can share some tips about VIPS and you just did, which is great. So my next question to you is in in-person sales, typically you would have a bunch of product samples, right? You would wherever your lab, White House Custom Color, you'd order a bunch of product samples, hopefully of your work, whether it's right. albums or canvases or metal or whatever it is, you'd have a bunch of samples of what's in your packages they want people to buy. Um, yep. With virtual IPS, is it just, you know, pictures of the pictures 
pictures of the samples that you put on your website right. or do you have a different methodology to sort of get people really interested in what the products are going to be? Yeah, so I have I have a little bit different opinion on samples. Um, uh, I am I'm of the mind. Uh, in fact, it's kind of a personal mantra. It's now kind of a business mantra. It's fun starting to see it pop up with our users saying it in other places. But this idea of make it work, then make it better, make it work, then make it better. Because I think that all of us um, we're hesitant to put something out there until it's basically perfect. But it means that we just get paralyzed. We don't do anything at all. So I really like this idea of just put something out there. It doesn't matter if it's crap. Put it out there and then iterate on that. Make it better. So uh, with that said, when it comes to samples, if you are just switching, don't worry about it. First one out, out of the gate, don't worry about it. Don't get any samples. Uh, what you want to do is start using the income that you're getting from those first sales to start dumping into things like samples or software or you know any of these things. So this idea that like, oh, I have to go out and have to buy all the samples. No, you don't really even know what's going to sell yet. You don't even know what people want yet if you're just now starting. So instead, go in there with the photos from your labs thing, you know, like to take it off their website so they don't see where uh, where it's coming from, um, right. and then and then show that the very first one. Are you going to make as much money as you could if you had physical samples? Absolutely not. Is it better than nothing? Absolutely. Uh, and is it going to help you lead to to being able to buy those samples? Yeah. So when you start buying samples, though. And this is where my opinion really differs from a lot in the IPS community, um, but it's also because of what it is that we do here. So uh, I think when you know you get your small prints, you get a couple of albums, um, but then when it comes to things that are going to go on the wall, get the smallest thing you can. Hmm. Uh, and everybody's going to tell you, go get the largest thing, get a 20 by 30, get a 30 by 40, because they're only going to buy what you show them, right? Uh, Hard to transport, though. Yes, it's hard to transport. Yeah. And so uh, it just, and this is where we kind of get into Swift Galleries. What Swift Galleries does, this wall designer, is it allows you to show your clients what their images are going to look like on their own walls at the right, right. size. So yep. you're showing them in the context of their own home. If I'm holding a 20 by 30, I don't have one. Oh, here's a, if I'm holding a 20 by 30 in my hand <laughs> and I'm saying like, this yeah. is a 20 by 30. Okay, great. Now I know what a 20 by 30 looks like when I'm holding it in my hand. That's still, yeah, see? Okay, cool. But that still doesn't tell me what that's going to look like in my house. Right. So right. it doesn't, it still doesn't matter. Yeah. I think, you know, this idea of you have to show it to sell it is a little bit dated now. The technology exists where now uh, the new standard is you have to show it in context to sell it. Uh, because I don't, it's like, uh, it's like driving a dri test, driving a car. Um, you know, they put you behind a car, not so that you can listen for knocks and pings and feel how the braking is and all of that. A, a, a car dealer puts you behind a car, uh, behind the wheel of a car because they want you to start feeling ownership over that yeah. car. They don't care how it breaks. They care about you imagining pulling that bad boy up into your driveway and your neighbors coming out and being like, sweet new minivan, Chris. You know, like that's what they care about. They care about you. Um, starting to feel like the owner of that car. And the same exact thing happens when you can show someone their images on their own walls at the right yep. size. There's no selling anymore. It's like, this is exactly what you're going to get. This, this is, is what it's going to look like. Yeah.
and and this is what Preveal was, and this is what Swift Gallery does is you you're yep. making it easy for the client to visualize it perfectly exactly. on their wall. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, um, so when it comes to, sorry, I just want to circle back to this yeah, so I can finish the thought. So when it comes to samples, I think get the smallest thing because what you're really using the sample for at that point is to show the quality of your products, not the size. Right. The right. So here's like, feel this canvas, feel how thick it is, feel how tight it is. Look at how tight the corners are. Look at, uh, you know, how great the, the internal frame is. Uh, look, this is better than what you're going to get at Costco or at Walmart or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you're using those products to show samples and to give them something to hold on to. And then as far as uh, virtual in-person sales goes, bring those things to the session. All right, so you're gonna bring those things to the session. And if you're doing this right, then you're finding out in the planning meeting what they want. And that makes it so that you can make sure you bring the right things to the session. All right, so in the planning meeting, you're talking about basically what the planning meeting does is it asks the, um, it asks the client, okay, tell me about you. Tell me about your space. Where, you know, where in your home do you wanna see our work as wall art? Tell me about that space. What color are the walls? Uh, what do you do in that space? What uh, type of furniture do you have in there? All of these types of things. I'm gonna ask all these questions so that I can get a real good picture of that wall or yeah, that wall, and I can start making suggestions. Okay, based on what you told me, I think we should be looking at framed and matted prints or gallery wrap canvases. And I think that we should go shoot on the west side of Colorado Springs uh, two weeks from today at five o'clock because we're gonna have this nice golden light coming in over Pikes Peak. And I really think that you guys should be wearing, uh, you know, natural or kind of neutral earth tones, uh, nothing that matches, no patterns, no logos, um, but just kind of these neutral earth tones. And I think because of that space, I think we'll do uh, something a little bit more traditional where everybody's, you know, it's more of a, a family photo. Everybody's kind of looking at the camera and smiling. We'll worry about uh, more candid stuff, maybe for another space in the house. So because of what they told me about a space, I can now make a bunch of suggestions on things that I need to know anyway. Where are we going to shoot? What time are we going to shoot? What are you going to wear? Uh, what what style are these going to be? And I'm I'm customizing that process around where those things are going to go in their home, what products I'm going to provide for them. And th this is what I'm talking about when I talk about incredibly personal service. I'm truly building the gallery for your space, including yeah. what you should wear, what it's going to look like, you know, all of this stuff. And um, so when we get then to uh, to the session, all I do is just refer back to that stuff that we talked about. As I get that shot, when I'm shooting, so I'm out here, I'm like, click, 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 click. Oh my gosh. And this is actually how I would do it is like, I, I take a picture and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, guys, I'm awesome. I mean, you guys look good too, <laughs> but holy crap, I'm yeah. so good at my job. Yeah. Look at this picture. And I show it to him on the back of the camera. And I'd say, this is going to be perfect for that spot we talked about over the couch. And that's it. All I have to do in the session is, is continue to build excitement for the things that we've already talked about. So now what happens though, is between the session and the sales meeting, uh, oh, and so I should say in the planning meeting, I also will just show them, I'll start showing them stuff in Swift galleries 
on that wall. So if I have their their room photo, which we highly suggest you get it before the planning meeting, if I have that room photo, I will show them some galleries on that wall. I'll say, I think something like this would really look great. You know, if it's a if it's a family of four, then uh, you know, two parents, two kids, then what I would do is say, like, we'll do um, let's do one big family photo right in the middle, and then a picture of you and your wife on the side, and then the picture of the kids on the other side. So that's how I'm I'm kind of starting to break it up into pieces so I can sell multi-image galleries rather than just one print. Uh, right. Or, you know, I mean, you could you could expand on that. Let's do one picture of the whole family in the middle, one picture of mom and the kids, one picture of dad and the kids, one picture of just the kids, one picture of mom and dad. Now I have, what is that, five, I think? I don't know. I, I didn't count. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it's really easy to kind of encourage these multi-image gallery sales right. by doing stuff like that. So anyway, so I would show that to them on the wall, obviously without photos in the planning meeting. I'd show that to them on the wall. Um, and I would say, I think something like this would look great for this spot. What do you think? And I'm, I'm painting this picture for them. Remember, I've already said, okay, so I think this is going to be over on the west side of Colorado Springs, right there next to Pikes Peak and the colors, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm showing it and I'm, and I'm showing them a gallery and we'll put a family picture in the middle and everybody's smiling, look at the camera and then the sides will do that, blah, 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 right. And, uh, and now when I get to the session, I'm like, this one's going to be perfect for this spot we talked about over the wall or over the couch. So now between the session and sales meeting, every time that client walks past that couch, they're going to see the image that I loved on their wall at the yeah. right size in the product I want them to buy. They're going to sell that product to themselves. And yeah. that's where we get back to the analogy of the car dealer. They are owning that product in their mind already. They, they have ownership over that. They already want it. They already see it on their own wall. And that's why when you get to the sales meeting, it doesn't really matter because you've done all the work leading up to that. And it never felt like selling. It felt like serving because all you did was say, tell me about you. Okay. Now that I know you, here's what I do that I think fits perfectly for you. And, uh, and that's, I mean, that's what this is. That's what service is And this idea of being a boutique brand. You know, this was like a, a catchphrase when we were shooting uh, full-time was, Oh, I'm a boutique studio. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I think people just really liked the word, but, uh, but this is what, you know, the high end client wants. They want somebody who will step in and say, I'm the pro and here's what you should get. Uh, and yeah, definitely let's bat it around and let's figure out, uh, you know, what's going to be best. But, um, you know, when I go to get my haircut, which I'm, I'm due for, when I go to get my haircut, uh, it drives me crazy when the person cutting my hair says, uh, you know, cause I'll just show them a picture on my phone. I'll like show them a selfie. Like, yeah, look, I actually had a lady once say, um, wow. Um, you were a lot skinnier then. I was like, yeah, that was like 60 pounds ago. Why are you bringing that up, lady? I don't like you already. <laughs> you know, I was like, whatever. So uh, anyway, so I'll show them a little selfie on my phone. It'll be like, I want it to look like that. And then they'll say, okay, well, that looks like a number four on the side and a number five on the, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I want it to look like that. You're the pro. Just tell me, just do yeah. your job. Like just, and that's what we do a lot of times, especially if you sell online or if you shoot and burn, you give them files and you say, okay, here. And then they're like, I don't, what am I supposed to do with these? Right. And that's right. no why, yeah, that's why your photos yeah. always end up on Facebook and that's enough for them. Yeah. Uh, but if you can show them that there are other options and you can start to make suggestions and say, Hey, look, this is what I do. This is what I think about all day. Every day this is what keeps me awake at night. Um, 
and this is what I think that you should get, then that goes a long way in properly serving your client. And if you're setting those expectations up front, you'll start to attract that type of person in the first place. What I mean by that is like showing those products everywhere they touch your brand. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, earlier you said, you know, I'm, I'm not good at sales. You know, I, you're not a salesy person yet. Yeah, you can tell how well you know in-person sales and how oh. passionate about it. Because you just did that. You just did that. That whole like, uh, you know, sort of reenactment of you with the family, like, yeah. like, like you do it every day. You know, that's it's, so it's yeah. um, it's great it's to see nature you. At this point, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, so uh, the last question I have before we move on to the next part of the show uh, is, do you have one piece of advice for the introverts who are discouraged from IPS? Yeah. Um, I think oh, it's a, it's a really good question. I'm trying to decide which one is the best, the best answer. Um, <laughs> let me go with a nice generic, uh, uh, kind of cop out answer. Um, you will not feel comfortable with in-person sales until you yourself truly believe that it's better for your client. Um, and as an introvert, I think that's going to be even more apparent to you because uh, you're going to feel really shy. You're going to feel really um, standoffish about selling. And when you truly see this as a service-based process, everything will click for you. Everything will change for you. Uh, and, and, you know, as much as I can sit here and tell you that IPS is serving your client better, and it is, um, it's not really going to mean anything to you until you believe it yourself, if that makes sense. So yep. I think that that's, that's probably the most important thing is, is truly look at how you're currently serving your client um, and question everything. Uh, when you look and you say, oh, well, I'm serving my client by sharing those images because they don't have time for this, I would challenge you to question that assumption and to say, uh, do they not have time for this or has every photographer before you told them that they, they, they don't right. need time for this. Yep. Um, and is it time for you to step up and say, Hey, you know what? This will actually take you less time. This kids are, oh my gosh, you're getting me on so many soapboxes. <laughs> this gets around to this idea of what is our job? What is our job? What is our end product? Is my end product here? Here's some files. Is that what we do as photographers or is that, am I a fileographer at that point? Like, right. Right. Is my job to get them actual photos? If so, then I would say that 90% of your clients, you haven't finished your job even still. So this idea of I don't have time for in-person sales, your clients don't have time for in-person sales. If your end product is supposed to be actual photos, then you still haven't finished the job. That clock is still ticking for those clients. Uh, if though your job is to provide them with with physical prints, then in-person sales is a much faster way to do that. They show up for a planning meeting. They take about 45 minutes. They show up for the session, which is however long. They show up for a sales meeting, which is about an hour. But then everything is done. It's done. Uh, they don't have to do anything else. So they invest maybe three hours worth of their time into actually getting the things that they want. Right. Uh, and again, if you if you set these expectations up front, then you'll actually attract the people who want that in the first place. Awesome. That was a awesome. long answer for. Uh, <laughs> no, it's all good. That that was, that was great. 
<laughs> um, so let's move on to uh, recommended WordPress plugin or theme and or both, whatever you want to talk about. So what, uh, what, what do you recommend for photographers to take a look at for their WordPress websites? Um, so I'm a big fan of things that just make life easier. Um, and, Me too. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ad Espresso has a great plugin for Facebook uh, tracking. It's called Pixel Caffeine. It yep. allows you to do a ton of stuff right there in the app as far as setting up custom audiences and setting goals and all of that stuff. So that would definitely be the plugin that I would recommend. I love that plugin. Uh, um, when I... Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say. Uh, so, for those interested in checking that out, I did write about this this uh, plugin previously on the Imagely blog. So, I'll link to that article oh, nice. uh, directly in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, so that's definitely the plugin. I love that plugin. When the first time I saw it, I was like, I like sent a text to like four of my geek friends and was like, <laughs> "Have you guys seen this?" And they're like, "Wow, that's really cool." But you're you just out geeked us, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then as far as themes go, um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for really nice, uh, topography. Like I'm mm -hmm. just a sucker for really beautiful, uh, type. So, um, I really like the readme theme by, uh, pixel wars. Um, it's one that we've used in the past on some projects and I just really like the topography on it. I think it's just a really nice clean theme. So that right. would be, uh, the theme. Nice. So I, I will link to both of those in the show notes if you want to check that out. Um, so now is your opportunity, Chris, to ask the listeners a question that you would like them to answer. Go for it. All right. Yeah. So I would. I think the question that I have that I would love uh, a ton of answers to is what is the main thing holding you back from trying in-person sales? What is it? What's the fear? Uh, and get to the heart of it, not like, uh, I don't like what I don't want to feel salesy, like dig in, dig deep and let me know, like, what is that actual thought that keeps you awake at night when you, when you think about like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do in-person sales. And then like, you get that pit in your stomach. I want to know what that is. That kind of like guttural emotional response is, uh, like, are you, are you afraid that, uh, your clients won't like the images. Like, are you afraid of that moment where they see the photos and you're like, Oh, and, and you know, they're, they're like, Oh, I hate these. It's like, is that what's holding you back? Or is it, you know, are you afraid that they're going to, they're going to turn on you and be like, wow, you're super salesy. What's wrong with you? Like, I just, I, that's what I want to know. That's yeah. what I want to know. What's holding you back. That's a great question. That is a great question. And I'm going to give you my answer after we stop recording. <laughs> right. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. No. Oh, you lame, lame. <laughs> hey, we're going to be talking about this on Thursday anyway. So right. it's all good. Yeah, right. um, so uh, thank you, Chris, so much for joining the, the, sh the show today. You know, you're, you're so insightful on this topic and obviously so passionate about it. So it's fantastic to have you um, on the show to talk about this specifically. Um, so thank you for joining today. Yeah, thank you. I, I had a lot of fun and I'm so surprised. My dog has just been asleep the entire time. <laughs> Normally he up and runs out as soon as I start talking. He's like, oh. Yeah, yeah I, have to, I have to close my office door. Otherwise the cats run down and start meowing like crazy. <laughs> right? Awesome. Yeah. Um, so you, you can find the show notes from today's episode, where to find Chris and answer his question at imagely.com slash podcast slash 56. Until next time.
You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast. 